Okay, so uh, hello everyone. For this episode of Chutney, we have with us someone who doesn't need introduction at all. Is Upmani Bhattacharya, and you know it's for for this talk. It's not going to be an interview sort of thing. It's just fanboying and fangirling, <laughs> having some conversation in between. So the first question which uh, uh, we would like to ask is that uh, on a fundamental basis how do you differentiate isolating and work uh, like isolating and working and interacting and observing like many times many people work alone in a particular yeah. environment we have many lone wolves in the industry who have yeah. done things on their own without anybody's help whereas in this industry you are someone who has created a team and is working and is working hand in hand with so many people and still creating something so beautiful so how is it uh, working alone versus working in uh, such an interactive team right yeah i mean i think it's a very process based thing there are some things you can do alone there are some things you cannot hope to do alone uh, so for example if i'm writing that is a very isolated experience that is something which you just uh, you know and i think for every process there's a certain kind of work environment that floats your boat uh, you may have to go somewhere else you may not be able to necessarily do the same thing in every space uh, but especially in animation uh, especially working as an animation director it's been very important to open up the project to the possibilities that other people bring to it uh, instead of assuming that i myself could potentially do everything uh, it's important to assume that in fact i cannot and there are other people who are very good at what they do and when you bring them on to the project it compounds essentially like you have two excellent uh, artists working on two different fields uh, two different processes of the same project but then once they bounce off each other what can happen is uh, something beyond our control so uh, it, it's our job to essentially make sure that happens and uh, the project will always always be richer for it especially if you really find the right people uh, who are good at what it is they do and you give them the space to do their thing uh, it's it's extremely important so uh, i i wouldn't pretend to be able to make an animated project entirely alone and even uh, even most of the best even illustration or smaller projects it always happens at its best when there's a social aspect to it so uh, that's that, very, that would be my preference yeah that's very intriguing you you know because when we open the ghost website no mm-hmm. it's like uh, we are a team of people and then we see your individual identities later mm-hmm. like uh, yours is yeah we couldn't we couldn't understand like what is that animal <laughs> that's an otter yeah Otter, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is an otter, then uh, Kalps is, I think, a crow. That's so, right. Yeah. So then, uh, if 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 talking about teamwork, then... and also the workflow, like, do the animals represent the workflow also more than just the individual person? Like, different in what ways relating to the work? Yeah, and another thing is, anyone who works with us uh, for a longish period has to also make their own. Uh, animal of sorts so it's just about kind of uh, it is just fun really it's 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 not something i'd look too far into <laughs> in that sense but it's just something that uh, you know it it, uh, it represents our our way of whatever i'm not sure how an otter animates 
but yeah, it's just it just felt felt right. So also one more question from the last mm -hmm. thing you said. Like uh, you said when the animation director writes, na yeah, and then then when you're writing, you must have a certain image for how your film might be looking. Mm -hmm. and then you bring in different player, uh, more people, yeah. and then try to make that one frame. Then does that change a lot than how it was in your head, or do you usually try to uh, stay true to what you wrote with the intention of? Yeah, the thing is, uh, I I think it's nigh impossible to completely visualize something once it's just at the written word stage. Uh, so if if you say there may be chunks of it which you can very vividly visualize, there can be uh, parts of it where where you're very clear that this is how I would like for it to translate. But I don't think one can have an entirely holistic vision of everything. Uh, it it is important to, for example, we cast freelancers accordingly, almost like casting actors, where okay, that person is known for this kind of composition, this kind of uh, this person is great with flat perspective, so he might be able to he or she might be able to interpret this very nicely. And uh, it's it just more than more than knowing what I want. It's about knowing that that person might do it better. So it's just opening yourself up to that possibility uh, and seeing. Very, it may not work out. You you have no way of telling for sure. But based on your interactions with a with an artist, based on what you think of their work, the kind of work they've done in the past, uh, you you have a sense that like maybe this could work out and and. Mm then you see if it does and if it does again and again you have serial collaborators so talking talking about that you know uh, we were wondering how would this like talking about ghost mm -hmm. how would this all have begun like when did this seed pop into your mind like uh, to uh, you know make this into a big animation company and just a question like why ghost First, it's not a big animation company. It's, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's just about small enough, and uh, we we prefer this very flexible, uh, collaborative model. And if we did any paperwork in terms of a partnership agreement or a bank account, it was all. Uh, it wasn't to the end of establishing something. It was to. It was the most effective way of working at the time. That's about it. So uh, it was just a recognition of the fact that if we wanted to make the kind of work we wanted to make, we'd need you know, serial collaborators. Like I was saying, we would, we needed a group of people who could uh, continuously count on each other's skills and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And even outside of Ghost, we have uh, even outside the six people you see on the website, we uh, regularly work with a lot of other very talented artists as well. So it's, it's just about creating that space where everyone can come back. I don't mean a literal space, uh, but uh, a mm -hmm. space where you can keep coming back to and uh, be like, okay, there's a sense of continuity here. It's some of the same people. Projects are building to, from one thing to the next thing. And what was the second part of your question? Something uh, the name. The, the name. The name. <laughs> uh, I, I've already forgotten, actually. I think it had something to do. We, we had candidates, and then there's, there's things which have a ring to it, and there are things which don't have a ring to it. And uh, yeah, it was just one of those things. You know, ghost, yeah, ghost sounds decent. Then you can reverse engineer a lot of reasons as to why <laughs> that is there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because usually naming a thing is the toughest, one of the toughest. Naming parts. a thing is the worst, yeah. Naming a thing is, yeah. 
I, I have no flair for it, so I always ask outwards. So. Some luckily it fits well. So this uh, website has still stayed true to it, like looking at all the animations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we followed. We have followed your work also since a long time, and uh, you know, uh, in every sort of work that we have seen, as in uh, Wade was a film made by you, and the film for. A film uh, showing educating people against sexual violence was uh, also made by you, and we can see a distinctive style in it. You know, like the uh, uh, the latter part of the film was kind of a shadow puppetry sort of thing, right? So, uh, how is it to ideate all these things? Like, uh, it, uh, it's like most of your animations do have a dynamic camera movement and a POVs. A brilliant POVs. Like it's like the eye is substituted by the camera. But in some films, like a music video which we saw, uh, the camera is at a still, but still the vibe is not lost. So how does this process work? How does where does this start and uh, does it uh, come to an end like the process you are visualized, or does it evolve in the? I think uh, we never really wanted to have. A house style. Uh, we didn't want to keep making a kind of uh, thing because within animation, there's a lot you could do potentially. So if if all of that possibility exists, why would you not try? And uh, on a project to project basis, I think we would assess what is the most appropriate way to go about it. And that again, it goes back to film training, like where you where you understand there are certain kinds of camera blocking is appropriate for certain kinds of uh, certain kinds of intents uh, mm -hmm. certain kinds of reactions that you are hoping for from the people who are viewing and uh, it, it just kind of comes down to that and even in terms of choosing whether it's a shadow puppet style or whether it's a very anatomically detailed uh, hand drawn style or for example in the film we're working on right now there's uh, where every there's a whole sequence where every frame is a is a is a unique embroidery so in that space, it's just about what what works. What are you trying to do here? And uh, just like any artist, you have a toolbox. Uh, except instead of a toolbox like charcoal or paint or whatever it is, we have a toolbox of film language. We have a we have a toolbox of a certain kind of camera language, and we can see where on the spectrum of that camera language our purpose fits, or uh, in terms of composition, in terms of aspect ratio, in terms of color palettes and in terms of all of these things, these are things where we have our own sliders and we can decide that based on this project, about here is where it fits, uh, mm -hmm. right? So it, it's just, and then once you combine those things effectively enough, hopefully you'll have, uh, again, there's there's no end to what you could do, but in that moment, in that situation, it's like you hope to arrive at the best thing that you could have done for what you were planning to do. And that's why I think, that's where the design aspect comes into it uh, instead of uh, just creation for creation's sake because it is to the end of of use it is to the end of uh, getting something by way of reaction from somebody so. also i don't know because uh, in one of the uh, one of the music videos we saw it mm -hmm. was like um, many of your frames were still and it went so well with the vibe right mm -hmm. And so, when you pitch an idea like this to the client, are they do they react to it? 
like it's not dynamic enough why are you making my animation not smooth or something like that uh, yeah i mean it uh, it it really depends on how you articulate to the client because again the client has uh, they've come to you for a reason uh, they've come to you hoping to make something which they are hoping will do something for them uh, whether it's for their music or whether it's for their audience or whether it's for their message whatever it is so you're you're just trying to help them get to that point uh, more than anything so if you're able to open up the dialogue if you're able to explain why you're doing what you're doing and see if it fits what they're doing not not inflict yourself uh, upon this person because really it's their purpose um, mm. there is it is almost fashionable to to bash on clients but it is their purpose uh, in terms of why they here and and you're working because they have a purpose to uh, in this commission animation segment i mean so in that space it's if you can if you can reasonably put across why you're making the choices you're making and how that aligns with what they're trying to do if they think it aligns they'll let you go ahead if they don't think it aligns they'll disagree and then you have to open yourself up to taking a step back and seeing okay then what do i suggest that fits this person's purpose that's about it yeah now uh, if we think of going back to your nid days right yes yeah so uh, right now we are in our second years mm-hmm. so we were wondering if we could know from you things that you thought due to which you made most out of all those years like uh, you know creating observing. Uh, <laughs> yeah what all aspects played a key role in your life in your student at that time i i just think uh, some of the mixed messaging we were getting at that point as students i i have no idea how it would be right now but uh, there was a lot of emphasis on time put in hours spent uh, aching backs you know bleeding hands that kind of stuff uh, that was the metric by which you were either performing or you were not performing Yeah. and uh, i wish someone had at that point told us that that's not it at all uh, in terms of uh, in terms of anything yes practice is important yes all of that is important but i do think i spent uh, too much time just chasing the skill development in college uh, like because we were told that you have to make this much in order to be a good animator you have to make this much in order to be a, you have to make this many drawings in order to be a good uh, good artist of any sort so i i think if you if you tune that out and instead f- focus on why it is you're building the skills that you're building to what end are you planning to use it uh then i i think one ends up having a much better time and i wish i had done that so this is more of a regret than a mantra to live by uh in terms of the fact that i spent too much time uh trying to be that uh you know idea of what a uh you know efficient hard working <laughs> student is instead of just taking some time and also understanding that life experience and just mm-hmm. life lived is as important a part of our process as any of that so uh, i i think at, at least for our whole group in nid i think that was a there were there were a few moments after we left where we were like okay maybe we should have used our time differently uh but otherwise otherwise nid the best thing about it is just community really more than anything else it's just uh, and i think that's something we used well where we made connections 
and by connections i don't mean in the linkedin sense i mean in the human uh, in the human sense where you just uh, where you understand people better you understand the country a little bit better you understand where people come from a little bit better because in school you know none of that uh, in terms of uh, so it really uh, opens you up in many ways so that i think was the best part of it and it is extremely important to not isolate again going back to what we were talking about earlier and not isolate yourself from the community uh, because you have this one approach to what you want to build or what you want to learn and all of that stuff but really open yourself up to their stories what they can add to your process what they can teach you uh, that's the that's really the best part of nit just the curation of individuals from all over the country uh, that they put together in one space right so this is a follow up question like right. uh, you know everybody has that one person or some people in life who they uh, you know look up to and say ki iske jaisa banna hai so i i am sure that the, those people have evolved since the time you were in an idea and till now so can we know like who was it then and who is it now <laughs> uh this is this is going to be extremely tangential but there there's a coffee shop owner in france who i really want to be like because he is so zen he, nothing matters uh, i remember there was this uh, there was this two time academy award nominee and three time annecy festival winner who was sitting in the cafe and he was going on and on about what he did to this coffee shop owner and the coffee shop owner was just politely listening i was like wow that is so sweet because he was this guy he was being extremely annoying and this guy was just listening and he was zen about it and he was like oh that's great that's amazing good for you and all of that stuff so more than more than anything i want to be that person uh, who's just uh, extremely extremely chill where yeah not, not indifferent but like okay sure good for you or okay sure good for that person like but i'm i have my thing i'm happy with it i'm happy with other people so eventually post animation my personal dream is to open a bookshop so that's my that's my that's what that's what i'm building to that's the goal so uh, when i do that hopefully i'm more like this guy his name's olaf amazing guy so <laughs> so this skill of knowing how much will be felt by people right mm-hmm. is it just grow over time and with experience i guess so i mean uh, you know you make things you put it out uh it's not always going to get the reaction that you hope for uh especially with a film like wait because it has traveled so much we have been able to really get a huge diversity mm-hmm. of reactions from from great to terrible and mm-hmm. that that's where it's really interesting that's where it gets interesting if someone calls it terrible why is it terrible uh what did they what did they feel doesn't work for them and the internet is a mean place so people just you know put stuff out there say ah this was rubbish uh <laughs> uh so but but why is the question like what what didn't work for them and uh then you as a director you internalize that okay do you agree with it do you think this person has a point do they not have a point do you know better than them so it's this constant push and pull uh you know you complain about it uh, out loud to some friends and then they'll be like yeah but so it, it just keeps building one thing on top of the other and over time you just realize that this is what works this is what doesn't work and this is my brand of Uh, what works and what doesn't work mm. so so not every director approaches it the same way so continuing on to that uh, mm. 
right so okay yeah, one of the things we were very curious about mm-hmm. and since we also like try animating our own things mm-hmm. so you, when you're animating something one little frame stays for like a microsecond and then it goes away and okay. then you add so much detail to it and make sure that it looks all right as a whole perspective but then as a viewer they they maybe barely notice it right mm-hmm. so how does that feel and how do you still continue having communications <laughs> yeah i mean it's just something you need to make your peace with uh, you know like like a weaver or an embroidery artist or whoever it's like not every stitch is not going to be noticed but without every stitch this whole thing doesn't work it, like the process doesn't make sense without it so uh, like very often we know when to not obsess over a frame we know when to what will be felt what will not be felt more than seen uh, felt uh in terms of okay will uh, does packing this particular drawing with a lot of detail help my case uh or or there are uh, i think there are libraries online as well of all the cheat frames in animation where there are these horrible smears uh where because for example the characters flying from left to right of the frame there there's just one gigantic egg shape and it works for that frame because uh, you know it's it's a total cheat and we do that all the time uh, where we like okay this will work this will work this will right. also work maybe this will work as well <laughs> but then after that point obviously you got to put in the work but uh, but mostly yeah it's just uh, it, it's it's not meant to be uh, i uh, at least by by my book it's not meant to be an overly obsessive process because mm-hmm. like you said the audience will perceive certain things and just not perceive other things so after a point if you're putting in the work it's just a flex right uh, in some way but uh, but because but again the knowledge exists we know how to animate uh, certain things in a certain way you have books and books written on yeah. effective animation economical animation uh, and there's always examples of where people have told great stories for less uh, great 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 stories for much less so once you open up to that possibility as well uh, you know you could do something interesting so this is a, a question which i got from a friend of mine uh, okay. which was that uh, you know uh, uh, many times while differentiating mm-hmm. uh, when we make films for ourselves and when we follow a client brief like when we make films for ourselves it's like the medium uh, canvas to express our views our ideas yeah. right. uh, and if we look at client projects then we get a written brief which may sort of act like boundaries so what would you say about you know spontaneity versus a brief like how is it working with your love for animation and how is it uh, side by side managing the clients as well yeah i mean uh, something i vaguely touched upon earlier like if a clients come to you they've come to you for a reason and they come to you specifically for a reason and uh, the idea would just be to make sure you have as much fun with that as you would on your own project is just about, but just for a shared purpose that's about it there's no other distinction uh, and you know obviously there are clients who are more open to that who are less open to that uh, who want a specific thing so it's it's important to manage expectations early on your main job is to just communicate really with the client just tell them what's going on uh 
yeah open up to them be their friend through this process and just just tell them this is what's happening this is how it's going to be uh, of course there are negative client experiences as well but the thing is what we don't understand enough is that from the other side as well there are lots of negative freelancer experiences mm-hmm. uh, okay. where you know people disappeared uh, people didn't communicate properly people said they'd do something and they don't do it so it goes both ways really so it's not mm-hmm. uh, it's not something we can just uh, be like okay client projects bad individual projects good uh, so in that sense and uh, when you're working with a client again the brief exists but again they are not animators in in most senses unless it unless it's an animation studio you're working with and you're delivering some concept art or story or something so they really they usually really open to it because think about it like to even get to the point where they're like okay i want an animated video for this mm-hmm. is a leap of faith it's it's uh, you know it's not it's not massively common that it would be it would happen at all so they're definitely by definition of the back open to possibilities so if you're just able to excite them communicate this is what i'm thinking about this is why i would like to do it this way does it match with what you want you can have as much fun as you would on a normal project uh, and ideally like that's a, that's the measure of a decent client project where you are having that fun and you're not mm-hmm. complaining about it all the time uh, so yeah actually that's interesting because i i always had the uh, thing had this thing in mind that uh, you know we when when we look at films like uh, some films work well uh, catering to some audience because yeah. they are made on a more personalized uh, front you know yeah. like things that i believe in i'll pitch to people and if, if they relate they relate to it on the other hand we have directors who make films to show to the audience which gather a lot of people in the box office mm-hmm. so i i always had this notion like uh, maybe the spontaneity works more like uh, in our favor to create good films and briefs just restrict our creativity a bit so is it is it do you think that is true i i doubt that because even when you're working for yourself you are giving yourself a brief uh, in in some way or the other instead of doing everything else you could possibly do you are doing that thing and that is what a brief is so oh. in in a sense uh, even then you are working within constraints uh, you eliminate possibilities all the time so even when i'm making my own short film after a point the purpose statement becomes extremely narrow uh, it could not be everything at once uh, and once it's out there again it's not my film anymore it's for everyone else to interact with and interpret with in their own way in my absence more more importantly so that's uh, that's something you can't control and that's why you do it uh, yeah. in general so it's it's important to respect that and appreciate that and work accordingly uh, because like i said even this feature film we're making the brief exists now it may as well be a client project except i am said client like it's 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 my uh, definition and uh, but again the intent is that it will go out somewhere it will be received a certain way people will understand things at a certain pace depending on what rate i'm giving them the information uh, and yeah so there, there's very little distinction there and ideally one should work with both like one should work on personal projects with the professionalism of a client project and one should work on a client project with the with the energy and enthusiasm of a personal project ideally ideally it doesn't always work that's really true because you know uh, whenever something is created 
maybe the created creator created it with one vision but then when it's out in the world it doesn't belong to the creator yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure talking about things uh, like bringing things to the table no? uh, yeah. sound i think plays a really huge role in uh, any kind of uh, animated film because in uh, motion pictures like in cinema yeah. uh, people do have the real recording yeah, yeah. they have so uh, how would you how would you say what is the importance of creating an environment or an ambiance suitable for the uh, you know scene to get to its mark like the foley sounds or even the voice overs yeah how important do you think it's, it is it's important for sure because uh, you know at least a lot of the feedback we got for wait was that the film was at least half carried by the sound uh, in terms of atmosphere in terms of uh, believability in terms of mood in terms of all of that so again if you there are a lot of very skilled sound designers sound mixers foley artists out there but if you just bring them onto animation projects they can do very interesting things and it's, uh, it's and, and and it's it's a very very important part of the film because uh with animation at least there is one removal uh layer from reality as such so you do need something to bring the audience back in and be like okay this is a story this is just just a don't think about what it looks like just think of the story think of what's happening think of what's going on and sound really does that so even if my tigers don't look like cgi tigers uh, hopefully they still register as tigers because of the way they sound heavy because of the way they hit the water uh, and the kind of splash it makes so all of that just brings the believability back in and of course can depart from the believability develop an otherworldly mood uh depending on what the director is going for so uh it would be very exciting to get all of these sound designers into animation projects bit by bit and one more thing we want to know ki as you went into the industry right and just started making your own things you must have this particular image of how it's going to be how you are going to look working in it mm-hmm. and i'm sure there must have been many like just unpredictable hurdles just right yeah. so like what all were those and what or, are the or things even, you did not even, expect or even surprises you know mm. like surprise learnings or <clears throat> things that you were maybe seeking for but still found but do you have any hmm. <laughs> yeah i mean it's a, every day is a journey you know in terms of uh, can we get the things done that we were trying to get done and uh, we found a lot of good artists along the way we found a lot of uh, and we've had a lot of fun uh, with these people along the way and i think that's the main thing uh, in terms of uh, getting the kind of work that i would like to do uh, it's more than actually doing said work and more than actually uh, writing the right scripts and writing the you know drawing the best characters and all of that stuff it's more about creating the right environment for that work to happen it's about making sure people get paid properly it's about making sure that people are aware even as they come in about work agreements contracts and just feel safe and taken care of and secure so then mm-hmm. then they're able to just do the kind of work that they're supposed to do the best they can do it without worrying and that's uh, that's a very important thing because uh, one thing our industry is plagued by is underpayment hire and fire uh, even in large studios even in prominent studios uh, people don't get their dues 
no job security uh, no proper work agreements all of that stuff so it, it exists so i think changing that bit by bit and making a safe uh, professional work environment is probably the most important thing and because i've been interested in that i've learned loads along the way as to how to make that happen mm-hmm. uh, what information is out there what are people thinking about what are their concerns uh, how do how have people around the world tackled the same problems uh, by way of sharing information and being like okay this is uh, what we should be paid this is an average this is the basis on which other people should quote and all of that stuff so people have had these problems everywhere but you know it depends on how they've tackled it uh so that's been a concern area of mind that uh, it's it's not good enough to just uh, make things and vanish uh but should anyone else want to make it uh, should anyone else want to continue in this field they should know how to do so safely and happily uh so that's the most important thing really it's a bit of a tangent but this is what i'm more concerned about uh more than anything and that's that's there's been a lot of learning on that front as well that how to make a good working environment essentially this one phrase and that's really important for all of us to hear you know <clears throat> because now we'll be going out there so yeah. something yes really pata chale to it's better yeah okay then i think uh, we are done with it okay thank you so much like so my pleasure my pleasure it's really great hearing all the answers na like we hadn't expected such diverse <laughs> answers like okay. but we had thought of we would build up on that we actually got in a fix we didn't we got so much like different and various answers it, it was just lovely thank you so much for taking really glad you guys were great to talk to uh, so thanks thank for you. Thank you. thanks for being a patient Uh, oh, it was, it was, it was, it is really unbelievable right now. For us. <laughs> Again, thank you so much for taking out the time uh, and taking out the time for this segment. Yeah, we yeah. wish you all the best. And Likewise, happy festival to both of you. Happy yes. one. Okay. Thanks.